This podcast is proudly pro-Philadelphian, the greatest city in the world. Woo! We have the bell. We have the birds. <laughs> we have the highest rate of gentrification in the continental United States. E-A-G-L-E-S. We just tar and feathered the last psychiatrist and turned their office into an axe bar. Excellent. <laughs> you may be asking yourself, why would you do an episode on New York City, the center of global capital, the metropole? A modern Sodom with extra Gamora. The answer lies in the upcoming mayoral elections as Bill DiBastardio, a German guy who steals Italian valor, is finally term limited. What type of person would want to be mayor of this concrete chasm comprised of luxury sawed apartments where they forget to feed the slaves and the greatest concentration of Italians in America? The answer seems to be 30 of the biggest sickos New York's political machine has ever produced. Competing to suck Cuomo's torqued nipples and have the cultural center of the Western world consider you to be the hog deserving of slaughter you deep down know yourself to be. It's in this wonderful world of stolen valor, empty promises, and the cynical application of identity politics that makes New York the model for the liberal politic machine, the politically correct police state, and Big St. James. Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one homophobic podcast on the left. I'm your host, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> uh i am uh danny greenwald how's that okay and i'm matt mala harris ready to take it in four months <laughs> after our uh lovely co-host uh eats it to uh old age or whatever i totally willed that into existence i was like he's going to say matt mala it's going to happen it's amazing i was gonna Incredible. say maddie iglesias but eh. <laughs> We we'll need save one. one billion New Yorkers to go to the bodega and buy Gatorade. We need one billion bodegas. <laughs> one billion bodegas. <laughs> Matt, did you see the Andrew Yang video yet? Oh, I saw the Andrew Yang video. It was one of the first things I saw when I woke up, I think. Uh, me too. It was what I woke up to. Uh, Good, good for him. He's disciplining the New York electorate. <laughs> this is I, a bodega. Seven Eleven is a bodega. <laughs> I'm going to war against you. When I watched it this morning, uh, I had just finished my uh, my morning my morning bowl. You might say your morning bowl of cum. <laughs> Every yeah. morning, Danny drinks a big bowl of uh, semen. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. All right, go on. Oh, let me be clear. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he came across to me as, like, very, very anxious and, like, scared to be in said bodega. I, I like that when he was, uh, picking up the, uh, the bananas, he's trying to get one and he just can't get the thing <laughs> off. So he picks it up and he means to say, I got a whole bushel, but he says, yeah. like, I have a whole bristle. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when they have the crisis actor guy, like, pretend to recognize him. And he's like, yo, what's up, bro? <laughs> It'd be funny if he dapped the awesome. guy up. <laughs> right? But he, it's COVID, so yeah, he had to use his elbow. Ah, it's so awesome. He's totally going to win the New York vote by, like, 40 points. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't. 
People are going to be really inspired by uh, Scott Stringer's message of hope and change <laughs> and boy love. <laughs> oh, is, we'll is, he the, is he the, the Nambla sleeper candidate? <laughs> yeah, we'll get into this in a minute. I shouldn't be previewing that, I guess. But literally, yes, that's true. Alright, folks, we're doing something a little bit different this week because, uh, as you may have noticed, our tech overlords have cancelled Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they weren't brave enough to buy a boat and b- put a bunch of servers on it and be a pirate app <laughs> to post Wayne Dupree articles that say uh, Michelle Obama is a moon man. Instead, we are going to be investigating the New York mayoral election, as you may have gathered from my uh, introduction. We have mm-hmm. about 32 candidates at this point, all of whom are presumably about to get bodied by Andrew Yang, but... <laughs> Uh, it's still early into the election, you figure, uh, there was recently a hit piece against Yang by, uh, a New York Jewish magazine for his stance against circumcision in the beginning of the (laughs) presidential (laughs) primary. (laughs) So, who knows, the, uh, the big cut vote of New York may just put this out of his favor. Anyway, we're gonna be digging into him and a couple more of these, uh, absolute vampires. Yeah. Danny, if you'd like to, yeah. So um, we're taking uh, we're taking virtually all of this, aside from some personal research, uh, from this article in Curbed.com called "Here's Everyone Running for uh, New York City Mayor So Far: 34 and Counting" by Caroline Spivak. Spivak by Larry David. <laughs> yeah, we credit everything we've ever said to Larry David. The show's actually yeah. scripted by Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're the spiritual successor to seinfeld yeah <laughs> we're more jewish uh <laughs> so i guess you want to should we just start uh yeah why don't you start introducing our boomer death squad cast of characters <laughs> oh yeah okay so number one on our list is mr scott stringer his current job is he is city comptroller um you may you may remember comptroller from famous always sunny episode the one where they say democrats are blasting him in the ass and so are republicans that's a classic <laughs> and the most politically cohesive argument any pop culture has made in the last day <laughs> yeah uh so i mean this guy he's he's pretty he's a pretty boring like city politician he comes from like he comes from a family of new york politicians so pre-yang they figured there were going to be two real contenders in this race Stringer and Adams. We'll get into Adams next. Stringer is your by-the-books politician. He did all the correct things as a Democrat. He, like, Mm. voted the right way. He slowly has worked his way up for years, and he thinks it's now his turn to try and take on the uh, mayoral office. Mm -hmm. Stringer's basic pitch is uh, he's like a moderate-esque Democrat with a couple progressive bona fides. Like, he'll talk to an activist here or there, you know. We'll do the very basic shit that uh, politicians do to seem like they are human beings and care about you in any way whatsoever. Yeah, classic classic Democrat uh, promising shit that they're never going to follow through with. Oh, naturally, naturally. And, I mean, again, they're running for mayor of New York, a position yeah. with no power whatsoever. <laughs> they are running to be <laughs> held hostage by the sergeant's Benevolency Association for the next four to eight years. And the mafia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, Stringer took his seat as comptroller in 2013 when he was running against former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. 
Elliot oh. Spitzer is famous for dating Liz Smith, uh, Pete Buttigieg's <laughs> former uh, campaign manager, and sucking her toes very publicly in a hot tub. <laughs> Super fucking cool, man. Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, so Stringer beats really? Spitzer by two points, but Spitzer, especially in the last days of the campaign, goes really hard against Stringer. Because apparently Stringer voted against legislation stripping NAMBLA of its tax-exempt status. <laughs> NAMBLA, again, being the North American Boy Loving Association. A pro-pedophilic caucus. So, that's just a funny thing to do under any circumstance. So, he is the pro-NAMBLA yeah. candidate. Let's get back to this hot tub thing. Other people's feet are, like, in the hot tub. Like, the the ground around a pool is one of the grossest places. Like, and presumably yeah. they're walking into, like, the pool bathroom and the pool showers. They're just sucking your fucking... Ugh. I think I think you probably put more thought into it than he did. I've never been more pro-Andrew Yang in my life. <laughs> Anyway, so he defeated the guy who fucked Chinadu, the uh, fake black <laughs> Pete Buttigieg account from the primary. Uh, yeah, before Yang, this guy probably honestly had a pretty good chance. He could string together that sort of, you know, moderate, whatever, slightly progressive coalition. And as other people slowly bit the bullet of not having enough money, he would have just been up there. Yeah, if this was like a race of attrition, Scott Stringer would have eventually yeah. won. Yeah. So, uh, he, on the website, they have a little controversies thing for some of them. Uh, his is that he has taken some heat for his record of approving large real estate projects like Hudson Yards and the expansion of NYU's campus. Uh, New <laughs> so, York University's campus, very famous for being a land scam within New York City to acquire land <laughs> and not pay taxes on it. Yeah. Uh, NYU, like, buys its professors' houses and pays for the house and owns the land. It's it's just what Jerry Falwell Jr. was doing with Liberty U. Exactly, exactly, but it's on a bigger scale. And yeah, they're demolishing more homes. It's my dream job to be a uh, NYU professor. They just said I needed media experience, so I'm working with this <laughs> podcast for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta collect those leftist bona fides. <laughs> uh yeah so uh next is eric adams um his current job is he is the uh the president of brooklyn <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it says adams who entered politics after a 22 year career with the nypd co-founded 100 blacks in law enforcement who care a group that spoke out against police brutality from inside the force while he was an officer uh it also notes that he himself was beaten by cops as a teenager adams has had an intriguing political career to say the least let's begin in 1994 when his congressional run was endorsed by the nation of islam uh, <laughs> He was defeated in the Democratic primary by a guy not endorsed by Louis Farrakhan. And <laughs> then he remade himself as a uh, conservative Republican, as he described himself in a 1999 <laughs> New York Times profile, in which he said, lying is at the root of police training on race. Uh, more crimes are committed against African Americans, so that's why we uh, have to focus on African Americans. Did he, when he says radical Republican, is he, like, talking about the Civil War? 
what? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 1999 and he's calling himself a Republican. He's in New York State. He probably knew 9-11 was going to happen and was just trying to be on the up and <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. A sort of black Dershowitz, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he then gets elected to the uh, New York State Senate in 2006, serving until 2013, uh, this isn't a very important job, and it's how you get elected to something like Brooklyn Borough President, mm-hmm. which sounds about as real as the King of Staten Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> during his time as a uh, state senator, he w- he backed fellow state senator Hiram Montserrat, also a former police <laughs> officer at the same time as Adams, who was accused of domestic violence as he was a cop, and that comes with the job. Uh, he beat his girlfriend and cut her face with broken glass, causing open lacerations Holy that required shit. 20 stitches to close. Uh, he was convicted of a misdemeanor assault, and Adams was one of only eight senators to oppose his expulsion from the New York State wow. Senate. Hey, look, you gotta back the blue, right? Truly. So in 1999, he was vocally pro-stop and frisk, but uh, in 2011, <laughs> he remade himself as an anti-stop and frisk activist. Whatever uh. the fuck that means, I'm no longer a cop, I guess. His organization, a hundred blacks in law enforcement who care, of which I am not one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some other ones may, just not me personally. Yeah. Uh, he has a controversy section as well, on his oh. Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> in 1993, while president of the... Ground Council of Guardians. <laughs> Adams what? accused politician Herman Badillo of betraying his Hispanic heritage by having a Jewish wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Adams, if he represents anything, he represents a cynical application of identity politics. A hundred blacks in law enforcement who care. Pro-stop-and-frisk, anti-stop-and-frisk, wearing a hoodie for Trayvon Martin, but supporting his domestic-abusing police brethren in the state senate. Mm -hmm. Well, if George Zimmerman had a badge, this guy would have been all for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He'd be standing in solidarity. Uh, I have a fun fun little tidbit about uh, Mr. Mr. Adams here. During the early days of the pandemic, Adams set up a makeshift crash pad at, at Brooklyn Borough Hall, sleeping on a mattress in front of his desk and schlepping in some fitness gear and, and his Nutribullet blender to make his much-discussed morning smoothie. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm sure the president of Brooklyn has been very busy for, throughout the pandemic. <laughs> what power do you have? What is this position? This is such a fucking joke. Oh my god. <laughs> He's not even the ribbon cutter. He's a Nutribullet Democrat. He's one of those people who, like, makes some fucking weird concoction in the morning and fucking, like, uh, I don't know, some fucking website needs to know everything about it. They're like, we've tracked down his recipe. <laughs> he's a Peloton Democrat. You're, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, so he's probably got the Soda Stream Caucus proudly locked away. Uh, he's got 16%, according to the poll, that put Yang at, like, 17%. So he is uh, the one to watch as far as it goes. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. This... Stringer's right behind Adams. I think he was at 9 or 10 or something. The uh, This this article seems to think that uh, because he's a cop, um, that uh, rich white people will vote for him along with black people. Absolutely. You know what's an interesting thing I found out about New York through this research? What's that? Uh, New York City is 30% Latino. 
Really? Yes. Huh. And there has never been a Latino mayor. So it remains to be seen how any of this transponds to uh, votes. Right. Adams is interestingly running in sort of the same lane as someone we'll get into in a minute, Maya. Right? Because her whole thing is that she can combine the rich MSNBC liberal with black votes because she's black too. It remains to be seen if that's how voting works in this case. I think it's... (laughs) uh, I think you're expecting a lot without any proof. Yeah. Okay, well, should we uh, get into Maya then? Uh, is she next? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next is Maya Willie? Wiley? Wiley? One of those two. Probably Wiley. One of those two, yeah. <laughs> so her, her latest job is Senior Vice President of Social Justice and Professor of Urban Policy at the New School. So she's, like, literally teaching my uh, cousin who volunteers for AOC and Bowman, like, I don't know. The good politics of good fun running race, or whatever the fuck... <laughs> They teach at that school where I'm sure you're graded in gold stars and smiley stickers. <laughs> uh, so she was former top counsel for uh, de Blasio. Um, she used to be a civil rights attorney with the ACLU. Um, she's also the former chair of the Civilian Complaint Review Board, the body that weighs claims of misconduct against NYPD officers. Um so, and, and of course, she was also a uh, political and legal analyst for MS, uh, MSNBC. So her thing is, uh, yeah, combating systematic racism and police brutality. But it's like, she was the one that was ignoring everyone's complaints about <laughs> the cops. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> like, also, honestly, we should have said this at the front of the episode. A big specter uh, hovering over this way race is the six seven German man who's currently in charge of New York City, <laughs> Bill de Blasio. Yeah. In that uh, he's universally hated and reviled because, again, the mayor has no power except to be there and be blamed for when things start crumbling. He Complaints department, take a number. Exactly. Literally. Literally. He's Twitter complaints. You can at him when you get shadow banned by the bodega <laughs> at, I don't know, whatever the fuck you people do there. Yeah. Yeah, but he is a specter in that everyone hates him and any association with him is considered toxic. So you're yeah. going to ha- have the situation where Maya, who's really been built up to run in this election, I think by MSNBC and the general... New York City machine over the last year. Yeah. Uh just ends up falling on her face because she's associated with de Blasio and uh she doesn't have any real name recognition, not in the face of fucking Yang. Yeah. So <clears throat> guess who else uh she is associated with? <laughs> Wiley has received what is probably the only coveted Trump bump in the mayoral race. Mary Trump, who wrote a tell-all about her uncle, hosted an online fundraiser for for Wiley earlier this month. That was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. It was like, yeah, thank you, Mary Trump. Welcome to the resistance. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad we have a little bit of Fred Trump's blood money on our side, too, you fucking craven psychopaths. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. We, we, we should write a, a resistance book, and it will probably give us a podcast bump. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Should we, uh, should we go to the next? Uh, wait, uh, to summarize, uh, Wiley, uh, you were hot, but now you're not. Bye-bye, sweetie. <laughs> bye-bye! Yeah, okay. You're fired! <laughs> Alright, so, uh, next we have Sean Donovan. 
Um, his latest job is senior strategist to the president of Harvard Universities. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's a CIA agent. <laughs> his job is to cup the guy's balls when they're on, uh, what's that place called in the South that they all go? Oh, when they're at the Moloch Festival in Martha's Vineyard annually. <laughs> right. He's the official ball that's cover. It. That's like that's an island off of Boston. It's not. We've already South. had this off like... of Boston, Massachusetts, and the, and that time I called it Boston instead of Massachusetts as well. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that makes it an even worse place because I thought it was just somewhere in the South that they all wore like you know Panama hats for some reason <laughs> and were uh, served by the lesser races. But instead, it's the same thing in Boston, so it's all that, but they sound like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Amazing. It's actually like Camino. There's a bunch of clones of Mark Wahlberg being made, and they serve you there. This guy's strange because he is a uh, Moloch-worshipping pedophile who couldn't read the room, that there were already all these other people. Like, why did this guy need to run? Oh my god. Okay, but his but his bona fides. Uh he Secretary of Housing and Urban Development and Director of the Office of Management and Budget under Obama. Oh, uh, this is a fucking this is the other Julian Castro. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he was commissioner of the Department of Housing Preservation and Development under Michael Bloomberg's administration. <laughs> yeah. I I was uh I was a very high ranking official in this Republicans administration in New York <laughs> yeah. City. This is why and, you should elect me the Democrat candidate. <laughs> and very similarly to, you know, all of that is in the normal vein of just Democratic politics, right? But very similarly, he's just on this path. He's made himself, in this election, he's made himself the climate change candidate. <laughs> oh, that's his deal? He's going to stop New York from sinking into the bottom of the sea? Yeah. Which, hey. it's just like, if if you're, when you make yourself the climate change candidate, it's just like, you're just setting yourself up to lose, because if anyone is to your left, then they'll adopt your exact, your only position, and make it better. It, it's It's terrible politics. Some, and yeah, morally, someone, someone to your left will, like, basically state your position in a better way, and someone yeah. to your right will win the election anyway. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was the, the guy uh, for the 2020 race Bullock, who was right? like, I'm the climate... Bullock, yeah, you're right. Who just is out like almost Bullock was afterwards. It was Inslee originally. Jay Inslee, oh remember? God. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. That's the point. Anyone who just takes one issue and tries to run off of it, uh, if this guy wanted to win, there would be a poster of him, and it would say White Castro, and he would be yeah. pitching himself as a White Julian Castro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Moloch worshiping pedophile. Uh, deserves the one uh, percent he will get in the upcoming election. Who's next? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> next is Catherine Garcia. Um, her latest job was New York City Sanitation Commissioner under Mr. Bill De Bunglero. Um, uh, okay, so, so this is Tony, Tony Soprano. Soprano position. Yeah, this is fucking Tony <laughs> Soprano. Like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, she was tasked with leading the city's efforts to abate lead paint exposure in children. Uh, named the interim chair and CEO of the New York City Housing Authority for part of 2019, and also served as the city's emergency food czar this year to combat food insecurities for New Yorkers during the pandemic. Uh, it was I'm just sure one really there. big bowl of spaghetti that she was <laughs> yeah. uh, She had no work jobs getting rid of lead paint in kids' houses. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Fucking incredible. So this is, this is basically her, her campaign in one sentence here. 
She's casting herself as the crisis manager that New York City needs during its pandemic recovery. So she's she's running on being HR. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So she's running in... She's completely in the shadow of Bill de Blasio, who she currently works for, actively. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I, I'm the one who can make things better. No, yeah. no, how it is right now, that has nothing to do with me. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. You have anything else on her? Uh, no, I was going to say the Tony Soprano thing that me and Matt said at the exact <laughs> same time. <laughs> Alright, then uh, let's move on to the next one. I, this this guy's probably, he's one of my favorites. Uh, so we have Mr. Ray McGuire, whose latest job was vice chair of Citigroup. <laughs> uh, this fucking guy. <laughs> I forgot about this guy. Yeah, uh, so McGuire is a total newcomer to city politics. In order to run, he's leaving his position as one of the highest-ranking and longest-serving black executives on Wall Street. He has used his position to advocate on racial justice issues within the corporate world and has called on executives to do more in combating systematic racism. So he's doing American Psycho. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Women and also minorities. (laughs) Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. This fucking guy. Uh, yeah. Article just came out today that I saw right before we came on here. Uh, he is not accepting public matching of funding. Uh, because of the sheer amount of money he is getting from bankers. Former- I have an article up in front of me now that says... Uh, Every one of Citigroup's top executives gave the maximum of the $5,100. Many of Citigroup's rivals are also topping out, such as... Of course. Former supporter of Donald Trump and general conservative Republicans Ken Lagone, who with his wife gave $10,200, each, which is the max. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a founder of Home Depot and famous... <laughs> psychopath it's good to know we're in that guy's vision of new york yeah and uh his campaign has pitched this saying uh it shows ray is a unity candidate there's ken langdone on there but there's also small (laughs) business owners and small donors who gave like 250 dollars yeah He's counting on being seen as a financial expert who can steer the city out of a fiscal crisis and not as a player in a banking system that has heightened economic inequality. <laughs> yeah, certainly not as the direct successor to Michael Bloomberg with presumably yeah. just as many uh, NDAs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's run, He's doing, this guy is doing the, uh, the Bloomberg presidential campaign playbook. Um, but uh, he and his wife... Crystal McCrary are among the top 200 art collectors in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's that guy. (laughs) Ah, this fucking guy. Uh, It should be noted that a large number of his donors have actually also come from Deutsche Bank, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein's (laughs) bank, allegedly in Minecraft, so that's real cool. Uh and Bro, uh, Deutsche Bank is, uh, has joined the resistance. They cut off Trump's credit. <laughs> Deutsche Bank rocks. They're just the crime bank. Like, if you want to do crimes, yeah. go do, go to the German bank. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, so that's this guy. He's got millions and millions in corporate money. He wants to buy, his, buy himself the seat. He may mm-hmm. just be able to fucking do it. We haven't seen an updated poll since his buys have begun. 
But uh, oh, I was gonna say, what's uh, what's he looking like in the polls? Yeah, there are no, there's no good polling out. There was just the one that came out before Yang ran. So it is really right. every man's race. Although I'm inclined to believe Yang is going to run away with it. McGuire could buy it. Bloomberg bought it. <laughs> there was hey, bristle of bananas, Joey. We're all in for Yang. <laughs> okay. So uh, next, we move on to the two military candidates. <laughs> so. First, uh, firstly, we have Lori Sutton. Her latest job is New York City's uh, Veteran Services Commissioner under uh, DeBonglero. Her resume high points are she is a retired brigadier general who served as the Army's highest-ranking psychiatrist. She did a tour in Egypt and also served in Iraq during the first Gulf War. Uh, we can't be supporting people who uh, do brigading on Reddit. <laughs> uh, not acceptable. Uh, back in New York, Sutton played a key role in growing the, new- the mayor's office of Veterans Affairs into a full-blown city department under de Blasio. <laughs> what an accomplishment. <laughs> uh, she's an advocate for military veterans with a particular focus on homelessness and boosting mental health services. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's a good thing. Um... Sutton, who opposes defunding the police, is banking on attracting moderate Democrats and seeks to embrace business interests that have felt ignored as de Blasio has focused on underserved communities. (laughs) 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 She's like, she's like, you have not been paying attention enough to the vets or the rich. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) God, this is so awesome. Uh, She's also one of the LGBT candidates in that, uh, she was in the Air Force, which is the Sky Navy. <laughs> Something that the uh, the Navy kids will always tell you is that the Navy has more planes than the Air Force does. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I am on her LinkedIn right now, and she one of her last written articles is listening to the 9-11 community. <laughs> what the fuck is the 9-11 community? <laughs> it's just Rudy Giuliani in a wig. <laughs> Here's a quote from her article. Okay. The dumbass mayor has ruined the corrections department first, and now the police department. He and the city council don't have a clue. They want to pass bills that take away the tools that make both NYCD and NYPD successful in reducing crimes and violence. The city council should walk the shoes of both corrections officers and police officers before they pass any of the ridiculous bills. Richie Palmer... Retired warden of the New York Corrections Department. This is just an uh. article full of deranged psychopaths reading off why uh, Bill DeBunglio is too mean to firefighters. <laughs> why he's a traitor to the Republic, right? Yeah, exactly. The thin red line. Uh, All right. Next, we have uh, Zach Iskell. His latest job is founder and CEO of digital media company Grid North Group. Now, okay. I know what you're thinking. Grid North Group sounds like some, you know, world-striding private military. <laughs> but uh, after I, I looked into it a little bit, it seems to have been just a targeted ad firm for people in the military or thinking about joining it. But its website <laughs> has since been 404'd and only their LinkedIn <laughs> is there on the internet. I don't know. He ran a he ran a failed marketing company. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Yetniaj. He ran Ivan Yetniaj. Yeah. He is a former Marine... <laughs> Uh, he also ran Task and Purpose, a hiring platform yeah. for former military members. Right, which is just, that that's just a funnel to Blackwater. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to be a real sadist to have a full military career and then leave the military, then try and get people to join. You're not even some sorry recruiter who gets to leave if he gets some other poor sap to sign his name on the dotted line. <laughs> you're just like, you're already out. You got your pension. You're like rich for some strange reason. And you're like, I'm going to get people to join up. Let's get some targeted ads going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, su- supporting military veterans is his chief call. Um, positioning. He's probably the most moderate of the candidates and, like Sutton, also seeks to attract middle-of-the-road Democrats. So and by that, they mean he is a Republican. Yes, exactly what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> the classic, uh, the classic uh, I want to support the military veterans. I also want to create thousands more of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> veterans are important. Everyone should be a veteran. We're going to war. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's um, a quote for, by him. There's no okay. end to potential solutions. I think number one starts with accountability, which is holding city agencies and city <laughs> offices accountable, is Gladden. He indicated that the private sector would be a major player in addressing problems if he were a mayor. Oh. Okay, so he's pitching himself as, uh... A corporatist, you might say. A fascist! <laughs> yeah. A fascist! He, he's saying the corporations will come together and solve our problems as we all join the military in one glorious... <laughs> Movement forward. So he's the fascist candidate. I presume he'll get about 10% of the vote. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, we have Carlos Men... Oh, joy. Menchaca? Menchasa? I'm going to let Matt take the fall for that one, and I'm not going to pronounce his name myself. So uh, his current job is he's a city council member, member for Brooklyn's 38th district. Um he was the LGBTQ and HIV community liaison to former city council speaker Christine Quinn and was budget coordinator to former Brooklyn Borough President Marty Markowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Markowitz of uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch fame. <laughs> Marty Mart and the Austerity Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, nice. Um uh so he's known for his focus on immigrant communities. Um <clears throat> He's chair of the council's committee on immigration. He helped pass the city's IDNYC program, which made an identification card available to city residents regardless of immigration status. I mean, that's pretty beast. Yeah, that rocks. Uh, secured funding for legal representation for immigrants facing deportation and has worked to limit city cooperation with federal immigration enforcement officials. So, I mean, materially, this guy is spectacular. He's fantastic. He's the, he's the best candidate we've seen so far. Uh, he's a staunch progressive who would be the city's first Latino and openly gay mayor. Yeah, no, this guy is, uh, this guy's kind of a cool guy. Again, the first Latino (laughs) mayor in a city that is 30% Latino since the last one, uh, I think, yeah, that was the one that, uh, Bloomberg just bought one point at a time in the 20 days before election and just won it. It was awful. So, uh, this guy deserves to win, so he absolutely will not, because, again, yeah. this is the capital of the Metropole and among the most evil places in the world. The yeah. Great Serpent, as they would say in Iraq. <laughs> uh, so he recently drew citywide attention for opposing a proposed rezoning for Industry City that the developers ultimately scrapped. The years-long saga over the redevelopment of the Sunset Park Complex may have scored him some points with progressive activists, but likely made him enemies among the city's development and business interests. Oh, you think so? <laughs> this guy is already an enemy among these scumbags. <laughs> yes, for existing. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, 
another podcast linked at the bottom of the article I was reading about Iskall and uh, Menchaca. And yeah. it ha- says, Zach Iskall, memocrat for mayor. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. He's a Pepe-crat, I guess, is okay. their pitch. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, next, we have Diane Morales. Um, her latest job is executive director and CEO of social services nonprofit uh, FIPS Neighborhoods, which it basically it provides like every positive service you could imagine for impoverished children and families in the South Bronx. It's like objectively really, really beneficial. Yeah, it's the type of thing that should just be a yeah. program of the state. <laughs> yes, but, yes. Uh, in our world, it is not. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I tried researching that, presuming that it was all, like, you know, Tony Soprano-esque again, no work jobs, <laughs> and, like, shit like that, but it actually seemed pretty cool. Everything yeah. I found was uh, people suing to keep uh, low-income housing out of their neighborhoods. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, yeah. this is a good person, and that is yeah. why she fundamentally will not be able to succeed in the great evil. Precisely. Uh, so, she was a founding board member of Jumpstart, a 25-year-old national nonprofit that prepares preschoolers for kindergarten. Again, just being a good person. Uh, her platform is ardently progressive with ideals like community control of the New York City Housing Authority, defunding the NYPD, and enacting a guaranteed minimum income for all city residents. So, even before we get to Yang, she has said... You know, basically UBI for New York, which is, of of course, Andrew Yang's only proposal at all in all of politics. <laughs> He's is never he said anything that else. along, though, even as a mayor? I yeah, think yeah, so. That's, that's the pitch. That's the pitch. And he's not the only one. There are... Neither is she, honestly. Several of these people support UBI. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. which version of it will they get? Probably yeah. the Yang version where, uh, you know, you don't get healthcare anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But again, at least you get a like half pound of weed, so you gotta weigh that out. Yeah, you could vote for Diane Morales though and get your uh, UBI without some weird technocrat <laughs> buying uh, too many bananas because he can't pick one off the bunch. Yeah, but once again, <laughs> the great evil. She's not going to win because yeah, she of course to not. Win. So uh, uh, she seeks to become the city's first Afro Latina mayor uh, and has cast herself as the community centric candidate whose advocacy and social justice will elevate the voices of the city's marginalized. Uh, she continues to live in Bedford Stuyvesant, Stuyvesant, where she was born and raised and has been working with the local mutual aid network during the pandemic. So, I mean, personally, this is where my vote would be going. Yeah. If yeah, I, uh, her if or I Carlos, was, as if I was cursed to be a New Yorker, I too would vote for her. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably vote for one of the vaporwave Republicans we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, there's so much awesome stuff happening in the New York political yeah. scene. Just candidates that will get 100 votes that should be in a mental hospital. <laughs> okay, okay. Candidates that will get 100 votes and should be in a mental hospital? Le- Speaking of, let's go to our next... Curtis Sliwa. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Oh, current, I, I didn't even know he was real. I, I know. Current job, <laughs> self-appointed crime fighter, a.k.a. founder and CEO of the Guardian Angels, and radio talk show host. <laughs> Joey, do you remember this guy from the mob documentary we started watching? Yes, I do. Oh my god. <laughs> he was fucking the worst. <laughs> He's <laughs> one of the worst people I've ever met. It's good that he got shot by John Gotti. It's bad that they missed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I like that you said met as if you've encountered him. (laughs) (laughs) They've met my eyes. That's actually what I meant. I'm never wrong. I'm not owned. I've never been owned. So Uh, (laughs) if you don't know what we're talking about, um, so he he founded the watchdog group, the Guardian Angels, in 1979, enlisting unarmed volunteers to patrol the streets and subways, wearing their signature red jackets and berets. So the idea was basically that they'd go around beating the shit out of, like, homeless people or people that looked high or drunk. <laughs> it's a bunch of George Zimmermans if they weren't fat yeah. and uh, didn't have guns. It's yeah. sovereign citizens dressing like Black Panthers. It's the vanilla yes, Panthers. Exactly. And they're exactly. just calling the cops on drug dealers. It's the worst thing that's ever happened in the world probably. <laughs> it's a narc movement this guy founded. If you've seen the episode of Always Sunny where they parody this, it's that's to a T. Or The Simpsons, where Homer's just leading them around town, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. ramp, just burning buildings. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it says, it's all about being tough on crime and getting attention for it. Positioning. Sliwa has cast himself as the law and order candidate with plans to reinvigorate the NYPD. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and then you mentioned this earlier, Joe, but in the article it says, close call. He survived being shot at point-blank range in the back of a taxi and attacked thought to be the work of Gambino crime family Sion John Gotti. <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, uh, the movie Gotti would have been good if it was just about the botched <laughs> execution of Curtis Sliwa, <laughs> yeah. a man who deserves to die. Uh, yeah, this guy will presumably actually be the mayor because he's the worst man who has ever lived. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So now we've come to... The main course. Uh, Andrew Yang. So, um, his current job is... Cash money, (laughs) y'all. His current job is entrepreneur and former presidential candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Cool job. I I love that job, yeah. Um, (laughs) I want that job. Yeah, he's got name recognition, see hashtag Yang Gang, and fundraising potential that could easily put him in the top tier of candidates, even though he's never run for city office. It mentions that he performed well in that poll before he even filed. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about here. Oh, of course. Andrew Yang is... He couldn't get a role in a Safdie Brothers movie, so now he has to be mayor. (laughs) 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 Uncut gems, but instead of Kevin Durant, it's Andrew Yang, and he needs it to become the president. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uncut gems? Andrew Andrew Yang's uncut gem. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. All right. So, so his uh, pet issue is, of course, UBI. Uh, It says Yang Yang advocated for giving every American a thousand dollars per month. What he named the freedom dividend when he ran for president. Again, this is all they have for him. So you're just to presume that he took his presidential campaign, his failure of a presidential campaign and moved it to new york city mayor doesn't even add anything it's very successful here it's winning so far he's not running on much it's insane he's running on ubi and keeping bodegas what is up with that fucking thing he he talks about bodegas in the video like they're going to be like all shut down (laughs) yeah like deleted bill de blasio is going to every bodega with a gun (laughs) and executing everyone inside well yang is positioning himself as if not the economic successor that ray mcguire is pitching himself as 
the spiritual successor to the Bloomberg campaign. Mm-hmm. In that, he is going to be working with Tusk Strategies, the consulting firm that worked to get Mike Bloomberg elected. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yes. Bradley oh, Tusk God. was Bloomberg's campaign manager and has been a political advisor for Uber, as Jesus well as a consultant Christ. for the Police Benevolency Association, <laughs> the largest NYPD union. Okay, this well, is... that fares well for him. Very well. I, I'm very excited for epic bacon police brutality. But yeah, that's what <laughs> lets you know that Yang has the establishment buy-in he realistically needs, that someone yeah. like Tusk goes for it. Yeah, he's kind of getting some heat for being a bit of a carpet bagger, though, since he's like not really from New York. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He moved to New York when he was younger. When I moved to Philadelphia to conquer it uh, with <laughs> my army, <laughs> I, I will not accept this same accusation. When we sail across the Delaware, yeah, when, when we sail we across the Delaware, the statue of William Penn with some strange Hydra creature that has all of our heads on top of it. <laughs> Yes. I just I just loved the, uh, the the tweet from him where he was like, how could my family stay in New York during the whole pandemic? We live in a two-bedroom apartment. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. How can many you kids imagine does he have? homeschooling kids? Two. Two kids! Like, two, like, young kids. Who in New York could possibly imagine having to raise a family in a small apartment? And that's not even a small <laughs> apartment. That's an expensive, big apartment I know. for New York. Jesus Christ. He, he gave himself away with that, with people who see that tweet. He'll probably still win. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. None of this shit matters to anyone. Yeah, he no. is... The only people but, mad about that are left Twitter. And, yeah, and again, the mayor doesn't have any fucking power. Even if this guy had ideas, he has no ability to enact them with this. It's literally just a position to sit there. Mm-hmm. It's like a pedestal to be on. Alright, so, uh... uh... Yang's campaign, by the way, does have one more important aspect to it. Yeah? Uh, he's running on... He wants to abolish zoning laws of all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> so, New York is one of the few cities with all-right zoning, which is, by the way, not something the mayor could enforce, and Andrew Yang could not <laughs> abolish the concept of zoning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but he wants New York to be more like, uh... I don't know, one of those awful, like, Dallas, Texas cities that are just, like, a thousand by a thousand miles and just 15 million suburbs on top of one another. <laughs> All right, so let's let's finish up the, like, the main section, the main candidates, uh, with the last, last sentence of Yang's description thing. Positioning. He told the Daily News his New Year's resolution was to, quote, help New York City get back on its feet. And to cut down on late night snacks. <laughs> yeah, you guys gotta stop eating so much at night. Uh, oh, that that's you know. true, Bloomberg, isn't it? <laughs> big soda. Yeah. This is the new big soda ban. It's also Cuomo. If you'd stop eating, you wouldn't be so fat, you little piggies. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like lactating from his nipples. <laughs> All he eats is yeah. red meat and red sauce. Yeah. yeah, but then he sweats it out. He sweats out, like, half his body weight every single day. Yeah. <laughs> As oh. a New Yorker, I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> he eats his body weight in Parpadel, and then he sweats out half of it. It'd be cool if he ran for president as a bachelor. Because anyone who runs for president <laughs> as a bachelor is implied to be very gay. <laughs> is, he, is he divorced, or did he just not... He I not settle down. I, he's got some divorce guy energy about him. For sure. 
yeah, he's the king of New York. Throughout quarantine and the pandemic, he has just been consolidating power, taking away even more from these, like, borough presidents, comptrollers, and the council. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg called for abolishing the, these positions, but uh, Cuomo's strategy of just ignoring them has worked much better. <laughs> Definitely, you know, the people who are running, the big names that are running. Let's get into the subcategories, starting with the maybe runnings. Number one, Christine Quinn. Christine Quinn is a Mike Bloomberg Democrat. And by that, I mean, (laughs) Christine Quinn is a Republican. Uh, Yes. She was city council under Bloomberg and was one of the people who benefited from the changing of the rules so they could run for a third term only that year and then never again. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So she she had been a front runner in the t- 2013 Democratic primary, uh, but was, of course, <laughs> hampered by her ties to Michael Bloomberg. Uh, <laughs> the most evil man who's ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. Christine Quinn also is my personal enemy in that she uh, ushered <laughs> in the ban of indoor smoking in establishments through city council. <laughs> What? Therefore, I declare personal jihad against her, so she decide to run. I will be knocking doors against her, not for anyone else. Knock on the door. Can I come inside? Mind if I smoke? All right, this Christine Quinn lady. In 2007, Iranian President Ahmadinejad was going to give a lecture at Columbia University and she wrote to the school requesting his invitation be denied because of his support of state-sponsored terrorism and hate speech. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Her request was denied. Oh. So that's a section of hers called the Omnidenijad visit. And then the other section, humanitarian efforts... Was when, in 2012, she wrote a letter to Obama formally requesting that he commute Jonathan Pollard's lifetime sentence. Famously, the American in jail for spying for the state of Israel. (laughs) (laughs) The only American ever arrested for spying for an allied nation. (laughs) She she said he should be commuted because Israel's our big friend. And then, uh, this request was also ignored but then in 2015 his sentence expired anyway he was ushered onto sheldon adelson's private jet which took him to israel where he was greeted by benjamin netanyahu truly this man is an american hero uh so next of the maybe runnings uh we have john katsimatidis katsimatidis who knows um the billionaire supermarket magnate who previously previously <laughs> ran in the 2013 mayoral primary and lost the Republican nomination is setting to be mulling another run. 
Castamatitis, who spent $11 million on his failed mayoral bid, claims he'd go big with an eye-popping $100 million in campaign spending if he does throw his hat into the mayoral ring. His radio show and Instagram-famous Republican operative daughter won't hurt either. <laughs> so this guy's also <laughs> trying to run the Michael Bloomberg National Playbook. But for uh, but he's trying to run race. he's trying to Republican. run the Fargo season one. Uh, he is campaign. literally the fucking the supermarket magnate of the Midwest. But he's trying he's like to run Stavros Milos or something. Yes, you're right. It is Stavros. He's running the Stavros <laughs> campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So his daughter Andrea Katsimitsidis. God, I will never pronounce a Greek name because I don't believe in them as people. Uh, she's been the chair of the Manhattan Republican Party since 2017. Nice. She's technically one of the heads of the Republican Party. As far as I can tell, it's only because she is, like, you know, a smoke show blonde. And that's what they like in uh, the Manhattan Republican Party, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could probably very easily take the Republican nomination considering the absolute zeros he will be running against in the future. <laughs> so, uh, moving on now uh, to the dropouts. Of course, there is Max Rose. Um, he's described as a blunt-talking Democrat who is relatively conservative for New York City, filed paperwork to run for mayor in December, but bowed out of the crowded field on January 3rd. It's like a polished orb is what he looks like <laughs> yeah in a statement rose did not spell out exactly why he's calling it quits he recently lost his south brooklyn and staten island congressional seat to republican oh god nicole maliotakis but, but called on the city's next mayor to quote build a social contract that leaves no one behind <laughs> very cool so he ran as a republican as a democrat and people were like what the fuck why wouldn't we just vote for the republican so he <laughs> lost his seat uh, he's the guy who famously ran an ad for during his campaign that just said, Bill de Blasio, fuck you, or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's funny that he failed because he's a evil little gremlin of a man. Yeah. Okay, this is this guy's one of my favorites. Um, next, we have Corey Johnson. He was the first candidate to declare a bid for mayor, but he dropped out in September after saying that he was too depressed. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to win on a write-in campaign absolutely he's yeah. too depressed to run for mayor in new york the city of ssri that's the real <laughs> mental health candidate right there <laughs> uh so that concludes the dropouts and lastly, we have the honorable mentions, uh, the people who are, you know, they're also running, but they're sort of, they have like 30 followers on Twitter, you understand. <laughs> yeah, they're pulling like lower than Boomer Death Squad for being the next mayor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, firstly, we have Mr. Isaac Wright. Uh, he is the, he's the lawyer who was the inspiration for the ABC series For Life, based on his wrongful conviction on drug charges in 1991 and his quest Jesus to clear Christ. his name. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who became a lawyer in prison then, like, started getting all the other prisoners out. <laughs> what um, a beast. Yeah, this guy fucking rocks. And before his arrest, he worked as a music producer for The Cover Girls, a 1980s pop group <laughs> that his wife was in. That's so this awesome. is a music producer club owner who was framed as a drug kingpin and became a lawyer in prison to free prisoners. <laughs> this is 
man should be made the king of America. We should. This guy should be in charge. Instead, he'll probably get assassinated by the NYPD. Yes, presumably he's already dead. Uh, that's what the next season of Four Life is about. He needed to die so they could finish it. It sucks. He deserves better than an ABC show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He could at least get Showtime, if not HBO. Oh, it would have been such a better show. <laughs> yeah. All right. To so, really get into the 80s. So uh, next we have Paperboy Prince. Um, the non-binary Brooklyn rapper and former congressional candidate, Paperboy Prince has officially filed paperwork with the city's campaign finance board. Their official announcement will come in the form of a Paperboy for Mayor album with policy-driven raps, like their recent song about canceling rent. So, uh, I did, I did search out and, uh, check out that song. Um, it's, it's not very good. Uh, I will, I'll give them credit for trying to repl replicate classic early-era Young Thug, but, uh, the most notable part of the <laughs> music video- Is that what they go for? Yes, in their uh, yeah, song. <laughs> absolutely. But the best part of the music video is that they're just standing in front of a green screen the whole time, of course, but half the time the background is just them flying around on their Minecraft world. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. That yeah. rocks. We need a crafter candidate for mayor. Yeah. Who will so win that's the right. elusive Minecraft autistic vote? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that's is, them. Which is, to be clear, the Boomer Death Squad vote. Yeah. Um, and that, that concludes my list, but Joe, I think you have some more on, uh, a couple more of our, uh, our honorable mentions, right? Oh, yeah, we have some real sickos as we go down the list of people <laughs> who are running for mayor of New York for literally no reason. Uh, Paperboy Prince <laughs> is cool because, you know, they're, like, doing I'm Just a Bill, but in the style of, uh, New Slaves by Kanye West. I dig that. Uh, that's yeah. important to our national politics for sure. I yeah. hope they succeed in canceling rent, gender, and whatever else they would like to go to war against. <laughs> Inshallah, brother. Yeah. Uh, or sister. <laughs> Next, we have Art Chang. He's pitching himself as the Asian candidate. Ah, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, he's got less followers than Boomer Death Squad on oh. Twitter. Oh, man. Uh, he gets an average of uh, one retweet and two likes per thing he posts. <laughs> uh, it's his wife and two kids. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He is a husband and father to two kids. That's very possible. Uh, uh, he has hashtag believe women in his bio. He didn't get the memo that we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe Biden's in charge. Tara Reid is out. Uh, as are women as gender. <laughs> uh, poor guy. He'll get half a percent, but probably run for the rest of his life. Yeah. Now we're on to one of the uh, Vaporwave candidates <laughs> Stephen Bishop Seeley for NYC Mayor, which is SeelyForMayor.com yeah. This is a ridiculous blue and yellow gradient website that has a quote from Ed Coach in between <laughs> pictures of the Bronx, Queens Manhattan, Staten Island <laughs> He has like quotes, like love and enjoy life and have fun but the quote is just Laura Mipsum Dolor Sidamet. You guys know what that is? That's like the famous <laughs> Yes. Lesson. Like it translates yes. to nothing. It's yeah. bullshit. He just <laughs> and it's just still on his profile, these fake Latin Holy shit, quotes. That's so funny. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Uh he looks like Jeremy Renner. <laughs> if I were to describe him <laughs> as does. a man. 
He has a testimonials section on his website, like his uh, shady kratom website. I don't know. I yeah. just found one of his. I just found one of his campaign points. What needs to be fixed? This is where we start. Black Lives Matter. Unite New York City communities and the NYP and the NYPD through a pilot program. Adopt a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Something we literally had in like third grade at my school. Yeah. Adopt a cop, but they are. Just abolishing the Second Amendment in New York and cops get to live in your house with prima copters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's always an exciting guy, a complete psychopath who didn't finish his website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next, we're coming up to uh, Eddie Cullen. The most important thing to know about him is he is not Edward Cullen from the Twilight series, as he's made very clear. Which is obvious, because he is a pink-faced Irishman and not uh, Robert Pattinson, the greatest actor of a generation. <laughs> He's, his, uh, seems his campaign slogan is, Together, Tough, Trust. Uh, he has a second campaign slogan, because he hasn't settled on anything, which is, uh, Inclusive Capitalism, United City. Oh my god. This guy's running to be the mayor of Robocop. <laughs> Literally. Of, yeah, of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, He's pitching a 110-day plan, which is scarier than Stalin's five-year plan, about the creation <laughs> of 50 public-private partnership committees. Which, um, he just wants to create more people in between you and water, basically. He's... He wants to make water as expensive as humanly possible. Yet he is trying to convince people that he's not a vampire? But he feels like one. Yeah. Another one of his most important things is he's... Uh, doing a 9-11 anniversary tribute in eight months that he's advertising right now on his website. This does take place Make after the election, so I have no idea what he's doing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, he knows he'll be mayor. Oh, another important thing to note is that when I first loaded Eddie Cullen's website, it only loaded his name and, like, the top of his forehead. Very toe-headed man. It wasn't yeah. a good look. Bye-bye, yeah. sweetie. He does look like those big thumbs and unitards from Spy Kids. <laughs> oh my god, he does. <laughs> Next, we're on to easily my favorite candidate. Yeah. Cleopatra Fitzgerald for the 5burrows.us media <laughs> website, a URL that is about 30 characters long. Yeah. Uh, she, I, she calls herself Madam Fitzgerald throughout the website. <laughs> The picture is her with incredibly blushed out cheeks and her entire face is covered in like a wet sheen that makes oh, it yeah. look like a Grimes photo. It's very confusing. She looks uh, her webs Her web... She looks like shit. Uh, her <laughs> website is just a collection of like pieces of clip art. Yeah. And There's one of an and, alien. <laughs> and things not in English. Add Paysum towards peace is her campaign motto. She Whatever. is the Grimes candidate, Joey. She is. <laughs> and honestly, she's running for the Republican nomination, and with the advent of conservative heroes John Moss, cop killer, or Ariel <laughs> Pink, uh, the vaporwave vote's gonna be really big in 2021. Yo, check out her uh, really sick quote on her website here. Our vision will be to bring a chance for revival. That's al It's always good when your mayoral candidate is schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> there's a picture of like the people of her team which is in front of a clip art of a bunch of people of different races she's yeah. in the middle cleopatra fitzgerald mayoral candidate to the left there's an empty gray box that says demo it says person <laughs> finance head to her right there's another empty gray box that says demo 
This one says name, title. <laughs> it's getting worse oh, yeah. as you scroll down. Yeah. They don't anticipate you scroll down this far. Eventually you get to a section that says photo gallery, and it's just a bunch of gray images that say demo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So um, great. Right before that, there's the section that says make a revival, and it's a picture of her <laughs> eye transposed over the earth with... <laughs> Fake testimonial quotes. The first one being, she is special, intelligent, and unique. She belongs here. That's credited to Miss Piggott, private school founder and director. <laughs> and finally, the website has an articles section, and the only article, besides a bunch of empty demo boxes again, is elder abuse issues articles. <laughs> oh, so, nice. This is what we need for wait, New York. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta say, the ending, the last thing on the page, is a picture of two business people shaking hands, and then the words, political buddies. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about Russian disinformation a lot, but this is a literal Russian national trying to be the mayor of new york for some reason i think <laughs> yeah this this is the most funny website i've ever seen she deserves yeah. to win uh, moving on from cleopatra my wife <laughs> the first uh, egyptian irish lady yes. we're moving on to aaron foldenauer for mayor of new york city okay uh this guy's website at first seemed very boring and then i scrolled through his issues section and he has a section called Protect Small Property Owners. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. his pitch to protect small-time landlords is to fully reopen the court system, property tax relief for landlords, eliminate penalties for late payments of property taxes by landlords, postpone all taxes on properties, Let's go. and protect against abusive tenants. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's this a progressive. Yeah, this is the progressive Democrat running, trying to earn the landlord vote. <laughs> so we can only hope that a air conditioning unit falls on this guy's head. <laughs> so amazing. This guy's just the most tone-deaf campaign you could possibly run as an also-ran, as a guy who's going to get less votes than we get monthly listeners. Yeah. Running as the pro-landlord guy. You well, fucking that's, that's, loser. That's... That's the thing about being a landlord is you're not tone deaf. There's just this incredible smug horribleness about you where you don't care. It was it's like Hannibal Burris's tweets where he's like, "Yes, I am indeed the landlord." Like you own it at that point because you're profiting off of people's need to live. What do you care? Yeah, you love it, dude. You're the fucking joker because you're <laughs> like kicking a family of four out for missing their monthly payment after they all got fired. From your bad food restaurant. <laughs> Alright, so that's Voldenauer, a real piece of shit. <laughs> Moving on, we have uh, Gary Guerrier. <laughs> so, Hi, my a, name is Mr. Pedophile. Yeah, I'm Gary Guerrier. I'm a Cajun stereotype that's being used to kick the French out of the country in the 1800s. Uh, <laughs> I tried to invest his, investigate his issues section of his website, but it's completely broken. And when you click on the police <laughs> issues thing, it just opens the New York City, the NYPD uh, police who have died from COVID page. <laughs> so his primary police issue is too many of them are dying from coronavirus because they won't wear masks because Donald Trump was elected president. Uh, look, that's de Blasio's fault. 
That is de Blasio's fault. Uh, yeah, I guess Bill de Blasio should honestly just become Batman and kill cops, right? That would yeah. be and that would be the only way he could save himself. Yeah. When we talk about these leftist candidates, not Gary Garrier, who I can't even tell what he believes in besides stock images. Uh, when we talk about these leftist candidates, we have to remember that de Blasio ran Tale of Two Cities theoretically mm. as one of the most progressive candidates possible. Mm-hmm. He rallied against the Contras at rallies where they were singing death to the Yankees. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. None of this matters. The system is designed to break you. Then he got elected and he got introduced to Jeffrey Epstein. Bill de Blasio was actually the tallest person Epstein had ever met and he wanted to put him in his like personal zoo of like oddities. (laughs) (laughs) Epstein definitely did have a human zoo just for like tall people because he wasn't a very clever guy. (laughs) That's what they would threaten him with every single time that he'd try and do something progressive. They'd be like, we're going to put you in Epstein's human zoo. Do you want to go to the human zoo, Bill? And he's like, no. We've given you a tour of the human zoo, Bill. Yeah, so that's why uh, Bill de Blasio sucks. Gary Garrier, noted Cajun pedophile, is standing up for cops who die because they refuse to wear a mask, which is cool. Uh, Moving on. Oh, here's a real fucking psychopath. Okay. Smithy Abby Laurel Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I'm completely serious, I know. What the hell? Uh, he was a, r- a radical Republican and U.S. presidential <laughs> candidate in 2016. Nice. Uh-oh. Uh, he was an independent and a working families mayoral candidate for the city of New York in 2013, and will be again this November in 2017. Yeah, third time's the charm. Third time's the charm. You'll get there eventually, brother. Uh, <laughs> he is the founder of the Pilgrim's Alliance Party of America. <laughs> Which is a decidedly Latino-American coalition, and their guiding principle is Manifest Destiny must replace the Great Game. (laughs) The Great Game being the concept of the European colonial project in Africa and the Middle East, he says we should withdraw from that and turn the Pacific Ocean into a new American lake as we continue to expand to the West and I guess conquer Japan? I guess that's this guy's bitch. He's the Republican running for mayor of New York because he wants to conquer Japan. He's still not over what they did to us. (laughs) This guy remembers Pearl Harbor. But he's like, we need to pull out of Europe, Africa, and the Middle East because that is a great game for European benefit and we need to conquer Japan for the success of the greater American revolution. Well, this guy's got the election in the bag. This is like a personal vendetta for him because he had a son, he got his heir, he got what he wanted, but instead of getting into baseball, he started watching Naruto and he thinks Japan has colonized us. Yes. So, he <laughs> wants to uh he wants to avenge both uh his well, lost relationship with his son well, cuz he's a watching too much fucking yeah. yeah, and he's, he he hates it, so he's going to somehow uh, take over Japan as mayor of New York City. Right. Um, an amazing, amazing man. I'm so happy I found him through this. Uh, I think it's interesting that he ran as a working families party candidate, despite uh, being <laughs> a Republican who wants to conquer Japan. A working families party, especially in the earlier 2000s, was a real political, like, kingpin maker. Bill de Blasio won off great Working Families Party support. But in the time since then, there has been a concentrated effort to gut the party and make it much, much weaker. Right. Uh, for instance, 
Andrew Cuomo founded a party called the Woman's Economic Freedom Party or something. <laughs> what? Yeah, noted supporter of women, Andrew Cuomo. If the party wasn't named for his mother, don't trust it. What? <laughs> yeah, he founded that with Christine Quinn to cannibalize the Working Families Party. And it largely worked. Through big Jesus. support, it divided the support between the two, which cut the power in half and completely... uh just folded them into the coalition. Jesus Christ. That's another reason I don't have huge hopes for a progressive candidate in 2021 in New York is because the Working Families Party, which had built a pretty decent base of support, has been so cannibalized by your Italian dictator that I literally <laughs> just don't know how you'd be able to do it. <laughs> I really like this next guy's name. Hit me. Who's after Smithy Abbey Laurel Smith? William Peppetone. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite fucking guy. Oh, I will also say that in 2021 so far, uh, Laurel Smith has raised zero dollars oh, to his federal campaign. Thing. I'm so surprised. I'm going to Venmo him a dollar just so my name's on here. <laughs> Next, we have uh, another former New York City cop that looks exactly like Johnny Sack from The Sopranos in <laughs> William Peppetone. Peppetone. Uh, this pepperoni-nippled freak is running <laughs> as a moderate, conservative, whatever guy. He's also an aspiring author with several books books published on Amazon that I will be reading the uh, description of to you now. Okay. From Ashes, The Fall and Rise of Gavin Cleary by Billy Pepitone. <laughs> he stood triumphant. For 12 rounds, the challenger had outboxed and outclassed the undefeated world champion. <laughs> All that remained were the judges' anticlimactic decisions and the official coronation. <laughs> Five years later, he lies on a New York City street, begging for money and food. A tough, soft-souled cop reaches out to him, unaware that this disheveled man he is helping was once boxing's golden boy. <laughs> While the boxer battles the demons that drove his wife away and left his world in shambles, the cop wages a quiet war with his own personal loss. Together, the two men form a bond that will lead them up against insurmountable odds as they battle their past, their mortality, and the greatest champion of their time. <laughs> Oh man, that is awesome. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's ripe with uh, insertion as well. It's like he's obviously the cop that finds this homeless guy and doesn't immediately execute him, but instead <laughs> talks to him about their mutual feelings of loss and abandonment from being uh, Italian. <laughs> so that's his one book, which is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, this next one is called The Phoenix Resurrection. This one. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is one he co-wrote with his brother, Joseph uh. Pepitoni. <laughs> okay. On a snowy Christmas Eve, Joe Falcone, <laughs> and former elite undercover operative for the DEA, returns home and walks into hell on earth. His wife and young son lie murdered, a face from his past looking back at him. <laughs> Five years later, a physically and emotionally scarred Falcone is living in an empty life in rural Pennsylvania. When oh. he sees a news bulletin, an alleged terrorist has set off a bomb in Center City, Philadelphia. <laughs> As President Michael Lowell delivers the tragic news to America and weighs his military options, Falcone catches a glimpse of the bomber and realizes it is the man who executed his family. <laughs> Wait, he knew what the guy looked like the whole time? Yes, 
and the guy was an assassin who works directly for Amelia Barrios, a psychotic, sadistic drug lord classified as deceased by American intelligence. <laughs> That's as great. the clock counts down on a military confrontation with global consequences, Falcone <laughs> has only hours to prove the terrorist attack is not what it seems. When the commanding-in-chief realizes one of the highest-ranking members of his council may have been compromised, the fate of the world lies in the hands of a broken man chasing a ghost. <laughs> Always has. So that's the Phoenix Resurrection. The fate of the world rests in the hands of one housebroken Italian. Yes, one housebroken Italian running <laughs> suck the cock of his greater Italian lord in Quella. I can't wait to hear the book he writes about it. It will be Filled with sexual tension, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. All right. We're closing up. I've got the last final candidate. Okay. This is Hassan A. Saeed. Okay. Uh, his Twitter handle is at EndorseNYC. He is the first Muslim candidate for the mayoral office. Oh. Uh, his banner t- photo on Twitter appears to be made of clip art featuring all the Islamic <laughs> flags. Okay. It says, Immigrants Join Theocratic Party at joinqet.com. <laughs> nice! And then it says, Mom, in between an oh. Iranian and Iraqi flag. Oh, that's sweet. If you haven't realized, he has 19 followers on Twitter. <laughs> uh, his last tweet was in 2017, which was when he suspended his previous mayoral campaign. <laughs> and yeah. Is he like a Bothist, or like... What's going on here? He's he's for, he's with the theocratic party. He's a CIA agent. Obviously. <laughs> Ever since I was a young boy, all I wanted to be was a boss. <laughs> now, now, I don't know what this guy's deal is. Honestly, this is like one of the saddest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like at. a leftover psyop from the Bush administration. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, what is he? Why does it say join Q? Immigrants join theocratic party. Join QET.com. <laughs> mom in between those flags (laughs) fucking amazing this is the guy who truly should be mayor of new york the whole point of his campaign is anybody who votes for him is going on a list uh yeah you're most likely right immigrants join theocratic party is like the crawl at the bottom of tucker carlson (laughs) literally literally speaking of tucker carlson did you guys see ariel pink went on went on carlson Oh, is yeah. that is, was that the, was that what the screen grab is? From? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was just imagining like my MAGA uncle like just trying to listen <laughs> to Ariel Pink to own the limbs. Yeah, <laughs> he's been just be, like he's been treated very unfairly. Very unfairly, very mean, very rude. It's so funny, just because, like, Tucker Carlson, like, doesn't like Ariel Pink. Like, he's sitting there like, who the fuck is this weirdo? (laughs) No one in an $85,000 pickup truck is going to like Ariel Pink when they put him on after. (laughs) That's why this is so fucking funny. Or John Moss or any of them. So awesome. Even if he didn't write it, his biggest song is Cop Killer. (laughs) Actually, I guess that's how... 50% 50% of the right wing has figured out that uh, white privilege goes exactly as far as until you inconvenience a police officer in any way. Then, you know, he'll just shoot you too. He doesn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's the New York City mayoral election. Andrew Yang is probably going to dominate. The other two names to really look out for are Scott Stringer and Eric Adams, in that they were going to be the front runners otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always the chance that uh, Ray McGuire buys his way into the mayoral <laughs> seat. I mean, he seems pretty confident he'll be able to do it by denying public funding for his campaign. Yeah. So, 
certainly an election to follow. None of these other narcissistic Democratic operatives have a chance, and they are all running for name recognition. Uh, be sure to keep a look on these vaporwave Republicans, because they're probably going to do a suicide bombing <laughs> at a uh, Clinton fundraiser. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Boomer Deskwell. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. <laughs> I've been Jeff. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. Also, we went a little bit long here, and it's been about, you know, it's been one topic the entire time, so look look out for a bonus episode this week on something funnier, I suppose. Yeah, we'll be chilling a little bit later. I hope you appreciated this tale of yeah. uh, domestic abusers, Nazis, and all the other <laughs> synonyms for all the different cops running for the mayor of New York. A cursed <laughs> city that uh, should be sunk into the sea. Yeah. Bye-bye. See ya. Toodles. Saxophone! <laughs>